You're listening to the Worst of the Worst podcast. We are remote again with John online. Hello. And Maddie with me in person. What's going on? Today we're finishing our chats on Worst Cult Part 2. You've got way too much enthusiasm for me, Matt. I hope this isn't the tone for the rest of the podcast. I cannot keep up. I cannot keep up. This is, I feel like getting up and leaving. Uh, if that's how this is going to go. <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. No, not at all. You should do a self-help book. A, sh- a shit one. A shit. <laughs> but you should do one. My self-help book will be called Why I'm Better Than You. <laughs> and that's just the attitude you got to live your life with is just know you're better than other people. If you know it, things will come from that. You know what I mean? That's the start. That, comes, that comes pretty easy to South Africans like you, huh, Matt? Of course. Of course. It comes with the territory. They were born better, born better. That's why 60% of us immigrate to Vietnam and Australia. Built difference. 60%, huh? That was a totally made up stat, but I, w- I would believe it. That's fine. I was, I was making a bunch of stats last pod. Whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, is there anything you want to say to our numerous listeners about your 100 million Armenians? My 100 million Armenians, yeah. Um, well, first off, I think everybody knows I have a contentious relationship with the English language. So that's... <laughs> That's my excuse. Um, yeah, Always so, adding zeros, places they shouldn't be as well. I, first, I know that people were being sent to France and not England to fight. Uh, second, I was trying to say, I think hundreds of thousands of Armenians. I believe it was up to a million Armenians was the estimate that I was going for. But of course, I, I um, said the worst of everything that I was trying to say, right? Instead of saying hundred. Hundreds of thousands, I said. Hundreds of millions. Can you guys hear that train, by the way? Oh, fucking God, yeah. Okay, listeners, if you if you can hear this, if we haven't edited this out, John lives on a train. <laughs> he actually lives on the train. train. How fucking cool would that be? Oh, my God. You don't even have to work at it. You're just, hey, baby, I live on a train. You want to see it? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> it's the implication. The, like, you, you never know what it's like. It's, who wouldn't want to see it? Like, even if you're not interested in that guy, you'd be like, well, he lives on a train. Like, okay. It's like that Simpsons episode where they meet the storyteller on the train carriage. Yeah, yeah you're just a <laughs> traveling wordsmith. Mm, with a guitar. <laughs> that's how, that's who I aspire to be. Clearly, I, I got the train part down. The other, the other crucial. Yeah, I live on a train. I haven't got, I haven't got like any of the storytelling <laughs> skills. Or... The other stuff. That's, that's the hardest part first though. I took care of the hardest part first. I got on the train yeah. and um, I'll figure out the rest. Yeah, I chose this life. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, it's like being in the, the right place at the right time, you know? Like the right, the right place is the easy part. You just find the right place and you wait. That's a life that chooses you though, you know. <laughs> the, the, the traveling wordsmith life? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Every date you take home is technically a kidnapping. <laughs> Luckily, we live in Vietnam where such things don't exist. <laughs> don't tell people where we live <laughs> so before we talk about your cult what animal would you least want to get into a fight with so my question is and I've thought about my question right my question is you're in your living room and between you and the door out of your house is a wild animal yeah. what animal do you least want it to be yeah between you and the exit mm, mm. and it's mad it's, it is angry there's no it's, it's you or the animal yeah it's hungry it's angry what animal worst animal Gorilla, silverback. Why? I stick to it, dude. Those things are fucking strong. Yeah. Have you seen their teeth? But gorilla's the worst. Do you think you've got no chance of getting around a gorilla? I mean, if it's a big gorilla, have you seen the size of my hallway? I'm not getting around him. Yeah. No, yeah. you've no no chance against a gorilla. None chance. Nah, not a fuck, dude. I think I've already won. But yeah, go ahead. How long do you think the gorilla would take to kill you? Or do you think you could play dead? That's actually a good question. I don't know how if gorillas can like smell that you're alive. Or how would they know? Because they don't eat you. Do they? No, they don't. So, uh, do like, they? 
No, I don't think a gorilla gorillas would are, be. Gorillas are not carnivorous. Jesus. <laughs> Shut up, John. You don't know that for a fact. <laughs> I do know that for a fact. How would you make Zoom, buddy? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Isn't a monkey's diet like like 2% meat or so and don't eat like slugs and shit? Okay, first off, gorillas are apes. Secondly, gorillas gorillas are not carnivorous. Uh, okay, you know what? Let's let's, oh, let's look, look it up. Fucking science boy over here. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be wrong again. If I'm wrong this time, we're gonna make it. I'm not gonna have to send another disclaimer. Oh, gorillas are herbivorous. That means they eat. They, be, they means they eat herbs. They eat. They eat herbs. They eat herbs. <laughs> yeah, herbs like Cajun. Is that how you guys would say? Basil. Yeah, you know, uh, bay leaves. What animal would you least want between you and the exit jump? So. My argument is similar to Matt's. I w- it would be a chimpanzee, a male chimpanzee. Um, why is a chimpanzee worse than a gorilla? I think so. And here's why. Because a chimpanzee will not kill you quickly. Like a gorilla could just like smack you across the room and break your neck. If you're lucky, a chimpanzee will like, r- like, r- like rip your face off and like bite your fingers off. That's a slow and miserable death. How, how do you know that chimpanzees would do it differently to a gorilla? Because there have been you numerous this? chimp maulings in the United States, and this, that's my recollection is, of is those that, events. Is that a serious problem, again. is it? I'm, the nice thing I have in this computer right here is I can, I can fact check myself. Every single thing John says on this now, he's going to have the computer to back him up. There's a, a male chimp called Travis in Connecticut. He was, a, he was on several, tel- several television shows. And um, in 2009, he attacked and mauled his owner's friend in Connecticut. He blinded her. He severed several body parts and lacerated her face. They had to shoot him to get him to stop. He was shot by a police officer. What? The the, the chimp? Travis. The chimp, yeah. I thought Travis. Travis the chimp. Travis the chimp, not the owner. Not the the, the owner. The owner, I think, it happened to the owner's friend. Can you imagine, like, you, you, like, if like Kimbo just rips off Maddie's face, just like <laughs> scars Maddie for life, you just gotta live with I'll that. I'll take that as a win. Fuck yeah. yeah. Kimbo's my cat for the <laughs> listeners who don't have the context. Yeah. If I deserve it, I deserve it. Yeah. I don't know, John. I, think, I don't. I, 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 g- gorilla. It's all right. There might be more cases of a chimpanzee ripping off someone's face, but is that? Like, there's just more chimpanzees about, isn't it? We're more ch- we wouldn't even bother having a gorilla there because you know you're fucked. At least the chimpanzees got a chance of being okay. <laughs> so I guess, so, I mean, so I think a chimpanzee would just kill you slowly. What the, uh, the impetus behind the attack is that, <laughs> oh my God, this woman, Charla Nash, she was holding a Tickle Me Elmo, which is one of a... Uh, which is one of the chimp's favorite toys. Yeah, so she was asking for uh, it. Yeah, she was asking for She was it. asking... She was holding a tickle Miyomo and he went into a rage and that was that. That was that for like numerous body parts. Yeah, that sounds fucking horrific. <laughs> yeah. Um whew, man. Yeah. Um yeah, that's pretty horrific. She went through seven hours of surgery on her face and hands. She lost her hands, nose, ears, lips, mid face bone structure, and received significant brain tissue injuries. Um so yeah, that's the only. I mean, that's the only chimp mauling I've really done research on. But that's the only chimp mauling I need to. I need to know about. Yeah. <laughs> one too many. One too many. Talk with an E and because Matt's got a massive erection. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine it would be an ostrich. Dude, ostriches are cute, bro. Oh fuck off! Have you ever seen one? It, it, I actually, I've been to an ostrich farm and it was very erotic. Oh, you fucking out! <laughs> you live next to an ostrich <laughs> farm, don't you? <laughs> well, I actually did live close to an ostrich farm. Oh god! 
And dude, you can pet yeah. them, you can ride them, you can tame you them. Can pet, you can ride them? No, you fucking can't. Stop it. <laughs> what, what? what kind of fucking drugged up ostriches were these? Who lets you just... What sort of parent would let you get on an ostrich as a child? Like, when you're young enough to ride an ostrich, you should not be allowed to. Can I tell you a sad story of my upbringing? In my kindergarten, we used to, like, our kindergarten was on a farm, so they would have, like, tractor rides and pony rides. And that's how I found out I was allergic to, like, animal fur, is they put me on a pony and I nearly <laughs> died. So every Friday going forward, I had to ride the tractor with the younger kids. I couldn't ride the ponies with my own age kids. <laughs> oh, you sad little boy. <laughs> is that when the bullying started? I can just, I can just imagine eight-year-old Matt just seething, just sitting on this, sitting on this train, just like. <laughs> <laughs> Why an ostrich, Maddie? Of all the, of all the animals in God's great kingdom, would you pick an ostrich? The cutest it's... animal on the planet, by oh, the way. God, you're <laughs> sick, you know. Um, so it's just terrifying. There's something about it that terrifies me. It's just a big fucking massive bear the big beak and i know they're really territorial Ugh. i know they're really territorial and aggressive and yeah i mean so many animals would kill you so it's ba- it's it's what you want to be killed by uh, you know a lion a gorilla an ostrich and i just think fuck the ostrich an ostrich would be a slow death too i feel like that'd be lots of internal bleeding you imagine it it just peck you to death yeah that would suck and it's got that, that big suck. eye i wonder though is there like a point of fear that you can reach where you just can't get any more scared like would I be equally as scared by a lion or would the ostrich be another level because I just find it disgusting to look at? Damn, dude. That's a great question. That's a great question. Do, do you I'm, seriously I'm think of... an ostrich is more intimidating than a lion? It's it, it's more like its face bothers me more. <laughs> like lions are... Um, like all cats are... I mean, cheetahs are a little bit ragged looking, but all cat animals are quite attractive animals, don't you think? They are, but have you seen their teeth? And then, like, just their purring I know. alone is fucking terrifying. No, I know. I, 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 like, it wouldn't be fun. I'd be fucking <laughs> petrified. But that's my point. Would I be as petrified or would I be a bit more petrified by the ugly ostrich and its big fucking eye and big beak? You know? I think I think if you're in that panic mode, you probably aren't, probably all the same sort of fear, right? The fear of, like, imminent death. Yeah. I feel like I, I could imagine. strangle an ostrich, but that might just no, be the Simpsons you, talking. No, you, you, you overestimating yourself and seriously underestimating the ostrich by the way <laughs> i saw a lot of emus when i lived in australia um ostrich light yeah basically yeah um that's first sexual experience actually was with an ostrich it's what everyone's first sexual experience is where he's from if it's, if it's, if it's what's out there man you know i mean you gotta do what you gotta do i've been, I've been 14 too it's fine <laughs> it was actually 21 and that's how I lost my virginity yeah the ostrich fucked him <laughs> yeah as far as I could tell the ostrich seemed to like it I don't know man and that's how I knew I was yeah. a bottom <laughs> wait but don't, don't birds mate with their cloacas I I don't I don't know Dude, bro you don't you, you, you're the fact checker go google ostrich dick right now I don't. I don't really want to. I'd rather just. I'd rather just uh, let you let you swing in the breeze here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What, what do you want me to look at? Ostrich, ostrich dick. Ostrich dick. Have you not already googled an ostrich dick? I don't want to Google ostrich dick. Oh my god. Okay. Fine. Fine. I will. Here we go. Um. They do have penises, and they are big. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay, so it so an ostrich penis. For those of you who don't know, um, in case in case you tuned in for part two of the worst cult and weren't expecting this, um, we are talking about ostrich penises. 
Um, they protrude from the cloaca and uh, whatever the cloaca is. I don't really know. For those of us who can't see it, uh, describe it for us. Give us a give us a detailed rundown. Oh, it looks like a um like a like a really long pink jackfruit. <laughs> I guess is the best. I can describe it off of this one picture. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do too deep a dive into ostrich penis. If we ever do worst animal penis, um, and I'm not an expert, but I'm close. Uh, <laughs> turtles have got horrible dicks. Turtles. Yeah. Oh, that's another topic. We just need a topic for another worst animal penises. Yeah, turtles. I've I've a Google of them. They're fucking horrible. It went round Facebook or Instagram or one of them a few years ago. They've got nasty dicks. <laughs> Like they like 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 you wouldn't want to put it in your mouth, or it's like it's like spiky or what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's spiky like a cat. Like I don't know if it hurts. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I wouldn't want to put it in your mouth. Looks fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. Man. So turtles and I have something in common. <laughs> yeah, and that, and they both over. <laughs> you're both over a hundred years old. <laughs> You know, if John's gutted that he's not English because they get a letter off the Queen. <laughs> <sighs> well, that took a that took a fucking detour there, didn't it? I've been talking about cults. Uh, I'm gonna do your cult on this episode, Matt. So, what's your cult? So, the cult I've chosen is probably one of the first cults that will come up in any Google search when you Google worst cult. It's called the Jonestown Massacre. A lot of the first ideas that come into people's heads when you hear the Jonestown Massacre is uh, mass suicide and something that keeps getting reiterated. And I think it's something we need to bring up as well, that it wasn't a mass suicide, it's mass murder. Okay. Really? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Really? Okay. So I, I, I don't know. I really don't. I, I know some of the, the bizarre details of the story, right? Like the shoes or whatever. But I really don't. This story has kind of escaped me. You're thinking of Heaven's Gate. That's the one with the shoes. Oh, see, okay, yeah, that's that's how little I know. That's the alien suicide right. cult. So I barely know anything about Jonestown, right? All I, well, all I thought I know of it was that there's like a priest. Yeah, correct. And he makes, I don't know, somehow they end up in Guyana, is it? Guy, Guyana. Guyana. And um, yeah, I thought it was mass suicide, around 800 people. So it is, by definition, a mass suicide. When you learn the details, it's more fitting to be a mass murder because it was all conducted essentially by this fanatical leader who was Jim Jones. All right, so who who's this? Who's Jim Jones? Jim Jones. Okay, so Jim Jones was born in 1931 in Indiana. He was a white minister that preached mostly to an African American congregation, which was very unusual at the time. The early stages of Jim Jones as a priest or as a minister, he actually did real good for the community. Like he helped desegregate African-American and whites so that they could be together, almost in a sense. What he would do, like he was quite well known in the community and he would actually go to restaurants where he was well known and he would bring his whole congregation and he would say to them, you seat me here every week. I'm here with my congregation. Are you really going to turn us away? And he would convince all these restaurants and places that they should be allowed because he's bringing them. And he would fit the bills. He would pay the bills. He did a lot of good for the community. He started nursing homes. He did a lot of good for the community. So obviously it turns bad or the yeah. story goes yeah. wrong. Was he, um, is it a case of like, he was just a, you know, a decent fella and then this happened? Or was there anything going on while he was like, you know, a lovely person? Did he get drunk on power? Or was it, yeah. Oh, definitely, event? definitely. And that's a theme that we'll probably see in a bit. From his early childhood, people have recounted that 
he was always fascinated with death. There's been stories of friends saying that they watched him kill a cat and then hold a, a funeral for it. He used to take his friends or neighborhood children to the local casket makers factory and he'd make them all lie in caskets and then preach to them about this is what it feels like to be dead. He always had a weird, obscure fascination with death from a young age. Yeah, they're weird fucking stories. The cat stories. And the, I mean, it does often start with animals, doesn't it? Always starts with animals. Common theme. Serial killers, cult leaders, dictators. I mean, there's that story of Stalin and the horse. The, yeah, Stalin was um, on like a walk with a load of his friends when he was young. And then there was, uh, I think it's a goat. Um, but yeah, some kind of animal is um, in like the middle of the river and it can't cross and all these people they're all kind of looking at it wondering what to do and then Stalin crosses the river walks over to it and then waits for everyone to look at him uh, and snaps its neck just as a show of power yeah I mean just some kind of weird psychotic display I suppose yeah we don't know to defend defend Stalin for a second in defense of Stalin in defense of Stalin John's next essay (laughs) we don't no, maybe the goat was going to drown. Maybe it was already drowning. He wanted to save it an easy death. You um, know? I think uh, you, you take, either you believe the story or you don't. Like the way the story's told, it's a, it's like a childhood friend and she tells it like it was a sadistic killing and he did it on purpose to show it off. So either you believe it or you don't, I think. Yeah, it's, it does seem in character. Yeah. <laughs> For good old Josie. Yeah. Good old Josie boy. So back back to Jones. There's also stories of him having an early fascination with religion. When he found religion, when he was very young, he would go to different churches all across his city of different... Uh, like a sect. Uh, different Sects? Yeah, different ty- churches of different sects. And he would see and take notes, extensive notes of how they conducted their masses because he realized later in life that he didn't really want to preach for the sake of religion. He actually preached to a mass of following. Mm. So he used him preaching, not for religion, but also to preach his communist and socialist views. He wasn't fully convinced on the religion side of it. He just wanted to preach communism and socialism. And he's also just like picking up tips, basically, of yeah. how to get the best possible service to give. Taking notes from the best. So the the, the sadism aside, he sounds like a kind of a badass dude. <laughs> aren't they all? <laughs> aren't we all sadists? No, aren't, aren't all these... Um, <laughs> Like, in order to amass a following that big, he's got to have something about him, hasn't he? That doesn't make him good. I, I would love to go around preaching preaching socialism and uh, amassing a following. Who wouldn't? Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Until. <laughs> <laughs> Before he had moved his congregation to Guyana, there were accusations of him in the media about the abuse that was going on in his church. And he was a very paranoid person. So he always thought the government was out to get him. The Nazis were out to get him. Fascists were out to get him. So what he did is that he packed up his church and his temple and his followers. And he moved them to a South American country called Guyana, where he would set up the People's Temples Agricultural Project. And that's where the horror sort of begins. So he's out there in Guyana and they're not monitoring what he's doing. Well, they they are monitoring because... There's a bunch of concerned family members and concerned citizens that, you know, they packed up their whole lives 
to follow this one man out into the jungle to start a communist and socialist agrarian society. Do we have a ballpark of how big this church was at the time? Before he was in Guyana, it was in the thousands, but in Guyana was about 900 to 1,000 people plus minus. Yeah. That's pretty big. It's pretty big. It's pretty big. So obviously these 1,000 people have all come with him from Indiana. Indiana was a little too racist for him because, like I said, he preached to African-American congregations mostly. He was very about, very about that desegregation life. So they moved to California first before moving to Guyana. Smart move. Yeah, because California at the time, I believe, was a little bit more progressive than... Still is, baby. The only thing I know about Indiana is that it sucks. <laughs> and now you know it's where Jim Jones came from? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Another another strike against Indiana. In the time, he got very into his prescription medication and his drugs. So he was wearing sunglasses all the time because he was always fucked off his head on something or other. And he was a very paranoid man. So he always thought the government was going to come to Guyana and take him down. But he would convey this to his followers as that the government wants to take them all down. The government's coming to take your children. The government's coming to kill you. So what he would do in Guyana is he would hold these uh, rehearsals, these mass suicide rehearsals called the White Knight, where he would wake the followers up at like in the dead of the night and they would sing hymns and do chants and basically pray because at any given moment they were expected to commit suicide because he told them the government wasn't happy with their ways and they were coming to get them, basically. So they would hold rehearsals for the suicide. Often, they, apparently these rehearsals could last from hours to days chanting and praying and singing and he wouldn't tell them that they were rehearsals until afterwards so he always kept his followers in like a constant state of fear that psychological torture is hor that's horrific yeah but they i mean My god did they sign up for the suicide when they left america for south when they left the usa for south america i'm not too sure but I know, like, at that point of brainwashing, when you're willing to pack up your life and start to move, you're, you're going to do anything this man says. You're going to do it. If you're already at that point, most of them are going to do anything this man says. Maybe we're getting into the weeds a little, or maybe I'm getting into the weeds a little here, but do we have any, was it, was it Christian at all at this point still? Or was he just, like, off on his own? So, from the documentary I've watched and from the podcast I've listened to is, again, like I say, initially Christian, but as it moved to more towards Guyana, it's more about community and like i said socialism and communism about making the world a better place with religion as just the foundation but not the main ideology so do you think his goal initially was just a following just to have a following like just kind of wanting to be famous love did he always i know you said they had an obsession with death was this always a goal or is this something he figured out along the way i think he was a confused man i think yeah like john mentioned earlier power crazy like the power corrupted him yeah. And then I think his goals probably started to change. I, like, I, I don't think it's made very clear what the end goal was besides this community project. Paranoia seems to be a driving theme for most of these cult leaders. Whether that comes first and then the power or they get power and then they become paranoid, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really I sure. I would imagine it's power but first because like, when you are the top dog, the main man with the power, you have to assume someone's going to try to take you down. And a lot of that paranoia is normally over-exaggerated, but comes from a genuine place. Like, was the people out to get Jim Jones? Was the government looking at him? This is actually where I'm going to get into like the bulk of what happened. So there were a lot of concerned family members and concerned citizens in the States about the welfare 
of the people in Jonestown. And the congressman, Congressman Leo Ryan, sent out basically like an investigation party. So him, a handful of journalists, and a handful of family members flew to Jonestown so the family members could check up on their family, but so that Congressman Leo Ryan could investigate the claims of abuse from when he was still in the States. And he was concerned about the welfare of the people in Jonestown. So they fly out, and then is this when it all starts kind of unraveling? This is when it starts kicking off. But note, like I said before this, they had been rehearsing for mass suicide prior to this because he had been paranoid, but this is sort of where it kicks off. Sorry, Matt, could I just backtrack you there? Yeah. What is Jonestown? Okay, yeah, good question. So Jonestown is basically an agricultural society where the followers of the People's Temple can lead simple agrarian lives. They just farm, they build, they work for each other. It was a place where he could be the leader that he is without oversight from the government. He could do what he wanted to do. So he went to a developing country and bought a massive cheap plot of land so that he could be the overlord of it. I'm not sure if he bought it, but yes, that's basically the idea. That's basically the idea. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, a lot of these cult leaders, especially the ones we're talking about because they're the successful ones, fucking know what they're doing, don't they? Yep. Yeah, these guys got the right idea, bro. Like, if they were just a little bit less weird and mad, they'd be, you know, they'd be our boss. They'd be yeah. fucking rich. I mean, Aaron Hubbard made a ton of money. If he didn't you mass murder I mean? about 900 people, that actually could have been a sick fucking agricultural project if he was doing it for the right reasons. It was what he said it was going to be, If yeah. it was what he said it was going to be, 100%. So yeah, Congressman Leo and the search party arrive. Initially, Jones doesn't let them into Jonestown. He's not happy about the idea. But after some negotiations of a couple of days, he agrees to let them in. And he does the same thing of rehearsal. So he stands with his followers and he individually makes them practice for what the journalists are going to ask them. So like the journalists are going to ask you this, like, how do you feel about living in Guyana? How do you feel about living in Jonestown? And they had to sit there and rehearse. We love it here. It's the best place we've ever been. Mr. Jones is the greatest man on the planet. I mean, alarm bells have got to ring when everyone's giving you the same answer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, one similarity between our cults, which I think might be a bit different with John's, I don't know what you think, is that they seem to prey on weak people and poor people and offer them a better life and stuff like that. Scientology is a bit different, would you say? I would say Scientology in order to, like, they're like, I don't know, Japanese or Chinese game development companies. They're not there for the poor people. They want the whales. They want the rich people who can give them more money. Before joining the temple or before getting to, you know, become a devout follower of the people's temple you had to like sign over your property to jim jones give him all your assets give him all your belongings give him all your money but did he make any use of that though i'm not like defending him but it sounds like that was more of a deposit than like robbery if you know what i mean like he, he didn't want their money he just wanted their complete o- obedience drugs don't pay for themselves and neither do agricultural projects ah okay okay i'm not saying that's where all the money went nah, yeah, but... yeah yeah no, yeah as i said i'm not not in any way defending him. I just mean like he's uh, his goal isn't personal wealth. That's not what he's known for. But I mean, there might have been some of that. But that's not like the main theme around Jim yeah. Jones. Yeah, I, th- I think I think for Scientology is the same. I don't think maybe Elron wanted. I, mean, I think he wanted money, but he seemed. Why wouldn't he have just taken the money and gone? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's something more. Isn't if he that? was really, yeah, if you were smart about yeah. it and you wanted the money, you could get the money and then fuck off. But I guess. Once you get right. that stream of income coming in, it's just always like, there's more. There's more to be had. There's more fish to catch. Yeah, I imagine you're saying it for the power, maybe at that point. Yeah. 
Power over money. Power over bitches. Power brings bitches. Power is, yeah. What came first? <laughs> That's what my contribution What came first? Power over bitches. It's hard for me to say because, like, when I've got power, there's always bitches there. And when I've got bitches, I've got power. It's like... Ooh, it's a it's a vicious cycle. Tell me tell me about it, bro. I don't I don't know what comes first. I look around and I'm like, wow, how did I how did I how to get all this power and bitches? Like <laughs> how did I amass all this power? Yeah, all these bitches. <laughs> I don't yeah, yeah. What, how did this happen? What came first? Ch- chicken or egg scenario, really. <laughs> right. So Leo Congressman. Oh sorry, not Leo Congressman. Congressman Leo Ryan. And he's called by his proper title, Matt. Be respectful. Congressman Leo Ryan. And the investigation team and the family members are now invited into Jonestown and they hold like a massive welcoming party. And it looks to be going good. Like people are happy, people are dancing, people are singing. The interviewers are interviewing the members of Jonestown. They all seem to be very happy. But there were a few people that did want to leave and they saw Congressman Leo Ryan as a way to escape. So one of them tried to slip Leo Ryan a note but he slipped it to the wrong person. He thought it was Leo Ryan, but it wasn't. It was just one of the reporters. But as he was slipping him the note, it dropped on the floor and one of the armed security guards saw this happen. So he got ushered out and then Jim Jones was alerted of this treason. So then he knew that people were trying to leave. But in order to like save face, he was like, anyone in my temple is free to leave of their own accord no problem if you want to go you've always got a place back here with your family such and such so they made a plan to get the people that wanted to leave out and the next day or the day after that i'm not sure of the exact timeline the people that want to leave the family members and leo ryan himself and the investigators are now taken back to the airstrip in guyana but jim jones has organized an ambush and he sent a handful of armed guards to murder everyone at the airstrip. Fuck. Not everyone was murdered. There were a few survivors, but Congressman Leo Ryan was killed. So that is what kicked off like the chain of events that follow here. Now, Jim Jones knows that killing a congressman is a big no-no in the States. I'm sure anywhere in the world. (laughs) Yeah, it's frowned upon. (laughs) So this is like the... The manipulation tactic that he used on his followers and he announced congressman leo ryan's been murdered the united states government is going to come after us we all need to kill ourselves so him and his armed guards created a concoction of grape flavor aid and cyanide and any chemical that they could find and fed it to the 900 plus followers in his congregation wow so they knew it was cyanide yeah they knew what they were taking Obviously, the devout followers were happy to take it, but then there's the tapes, the death tapes, and there was a lot of pushback, like mothers screaming, please don't murder my children. Children screaming so that obviously they don't know what's going on. They don't want to drink whatever bullshit's in this concoction. And soldiers would force feed children, inject them, or shoot you if you weren't taking the cyanide. Fuck me. So who are these soldiers? Are the soldiers also devout followers or are they just soldiers? Soldiers and devout followers. Like the most devout followers get guns. Okay. And they're not from Guyana. It's people he's brought with him from America. So Guyana at the time, their first official language was English. But most of the followers were American. But there were some Guyanese members of the church as well. Yeah, that doesn't sound like suicide to me. So statistically, and this is a grim statistic... Of the 900 plus people that committed suicide, air quotes, 305 of them were children. Fucking hell. 
Fuck. I don't think a lot of the children took it will- willingly. No, They no, were injected no. and force-fed. And yeah, the worst part of it all, the fucking coward Jim Jones didn't even take the cyanide himself. He saw the amount of pain that his followers were in and didn't want to go that way, so he got someone else to shoot him in the head. Wow. He couldn't even shoot himself in the head? It's not confirmed, but according to like uh, the coronary reports, it's more right. than likely someone else did it. Damn, dude. 900 people mass murdered by one fanatical, evangelical, socialist piece of shit. I really want to shit on your argument, but fuck me. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, but mine takes people's money. Oh, it's so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, you're right, John. Definitely. Give me your money and then don't kill my 300 plus children. Yeah, tell me your secrets and give me some money. <laughs> I want to meet Zenu. <laughs> Hey, but mine hides in plain sight, okay? That's what makes it the worst. They hide cult. in plain sight because they can't. Because they're not killing babies. That's way worse than murdering 300 children. Another funny yeah. little tidbit about the man himself, Jim Jones, is that at a young age, he took a lot of inspiration from Hitler. He found Hitler's, uh, <laughs> the way that he could rile up a crowd, very inspiring. He obviously didn't believe in, you know, the mass persecution of the Jews, but he really loved the way that Hitler could rally a crowd and he used that in his own tactics as well. If you find yourself running from Hitler, you gotta like stop, you gotta st- take a step back for a second. You know what I mean? <laughs> like have the self-awareness, be like, wait a minute. Wait. And he, he's a socialist who claim, who loves Hitler. Well, I wouldn't say loves, but he would really, really admired the way that he could lead a crowd. I mean, I guess, I guess oratory is probably the one thing you could learn from Hitler in a, in a neutral, like, setting right yeah probably the one thing is acceptable to study about hitler maybe his art i don't know oh uh, just another arbitrary thing about jim jones he he also claimed he was the only heterosexual man on the planet everyone else was either gay or lesbian why why does he claim that just because he's the it's only one who's pure. i don't even know how to respond to that well, like it's yeah. so apparently he didn't like romantic relationships in the church so maybe it had something to do with that he's like i don't want you guys fucking each other so you're gay and you're lesbian not. Was he sleeping with the women in Jonestown? So just to quote uh, another podcast called Last Podcast on the Left, and according to them, he had what he called a fuck list, basically. And there was one mm. devout follower. I'm familiar with the concept. You're familiar with the concept. you got one on your table right now. I can see it. <laughs> it's got one name on it. <laughs> it's called me. <laughs> Go fuck it's yourself, Matt, Yeah, John. Matt. <laughs> Uh, Just mad, mad a million times. <laughs> <laughs> there's a Y on some of them, and there's no Y on others, so you don't know which of us you want to fuck at any given point. I, you know, I like to, I like to think it depends on the depends on the day. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't want to. Whichever one of you is looking tastier. Which of our cult leaders would perform best in the United Fucking League? Ooh. Well, remember Scientology's got two. There's Alron Hubbard, who was the original founder, and now there's David Miscavige. So which one? So wh- who's who's the I would think Bigger neither. Shaka. I would think neither, um, because Elrond, by the time of Scientology, is like kind of an old man, He's kind of like a, a gross old man. Um, he looks like a science fiction character in the pictures. Like he looks like he'd be like like a gnarled old man. I feel like Jim like Jones is constantly hopped up on coke, so he'd be able to perform. Or maybe he wouldn't. Maybe that would actually take away his ability. Jan van Leyden made a whole city polygamist because. He was such a randy little cunt. Okay, that guy is literally the founder of the United Fucking League. Hands down. Yeah, I think I think Jan van Leiden would be the would be the winner here. Yeah, they would almost. It, it could even be the Jan van Leiden United Fucking League. <laughs> the JVLUFL. <laughs> it's got a ring to it. Uh, it's going places. I mean, David Miscavige is tiny, so I don't think he. I don't think anyone wants to. He, he seems like a paranoid. Yeah. 
Sad little man. Sad little rat man. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see him. I don't <laughs> see him doing much. Just back to this fuck list. So there's a story of one of his devout <laughs> followers really wanted to get with him. But according to Jim Jones, she was too heavy for him. But she gets the best job of all. She gets to be in charge of the fuck list. So she gets to decide who he shags. What a job. She must so utterly worship him. You can just imagine how that conversation goes and how he like <laughs> makes her believe that's a good thing. <laughs> Better than fucking me. You get to decide who fucks me. You play God with my death. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, it's like as a primary school teacher, it's like being too lazy to give out the sheets and then manipulating the kids. Do you want to help me? Give them out. <laughs> <laughs> Look. <laughs> That's true. It does, it does. It does start with the game assignment says in primary, and then it just goes off from there. You know what I mean? Like that's that's how it. That's power. That's, that's fucking power. The power. <laughs> Simon <laughs> says. Yeah. Simon says, drink the Kool Aid. It was actually Flavor Aid. <laughs> Get it right. Get it right. What was it? Flavor Aid. It was Flavor Aid. Kool Aid is a common misconception. Flavor. I don't even know what the fuck Flavor Aid is. Some gross knockoff. Probably more flavor. I mean, I guess if they're gonna die anyway, whatever. Give them the cheap stuff. Do you think Kool Aid was like? part of the conspiracy and made it there so that they'd be the most popular brand. Like, hold on, we'll, we'll, this is bad, but we'll take the reins on this. At least our name's out there. Mm, all publicity is good publicity. <laughs> Even if you're Harvey Weinstein? No, not if you're Harvey Weinstein, I guess. <laughs> I guess he's the exception. He's the exception to the rule. Uh, there are there are, some, there are some exceptions. I think Tiger Woods lost some bad, some bad publicity. What about Dan the Hyman Collider Schneider? <laughs> oh, God. He was the Nickelodeon guy, yeah, he right? He was the foot guy. Dan, get in the van, Schneider. <laughs> Who, wait, what's this? So Dan Schneider was like either a producer, but a really head honcho of Nickelodeon. And he would do weird shit with all these child stars, like always making them show their feet, like cuddling up to them. It's weird. Like there's documentaries about it. I, don't, I haven't read too much into it, but John, maybe you can elaborate more. Whose famous feet did he admire? As he sucked Miley Cyrus's toes. Oh God, Dan Schneider's a fucking gross man. Oh my God. Just looking at his face, he just looks like a fucking gross dude. <laughs> oh my God. Some people even... you only have to look at, don't you? you look, I look at Jimmy Savile now and I'm like, how oh, didn't you know he was a pedo when you fucking laid idle? Yeah. Oh God, I don't even know what he, I don't even know what he looks like. He's like, it's hard for me to describe. Um. Yeah. Like like a John Candy was a, a fucking pedophile. Um, oh, Dan, he's got pedo eyes, honey. Doesn't he? Uh, doesn't he though? Um, okay, so Wikipedia actually doesn't have that much about it. See, Dan Schneider. You don't need Wikipedia anyway. All you need to do is look at someone, and if you think they're a pedo, they probably are. That's how I live my life. That's how you got to do it. They probably are. Yeah. That's why I don't have any mirrors in my house. Yeah. <laughs> safety first though, just safety in case first. you never know I don't want to see those eyes I don't want to see what stares back at me there might oh. be nothing if you stare too long into the void the void also stares into you something like that I haven't actually read Nietzsche I, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I can't tell you the real quote it's the abyss bro is it the abyss? yeah man okay, well, for he who spends too this. much time with monsters should take care that he himself does not become a monster I love quotes I remember quotes very well yeah okay battle not with monsters lest ye become a monster and if you gaze into the abyss the abyss gazes also into you <laughs> great yeah that's, that's, a, that's a good one but you know battle, battle not with monsters that's so just like let monsters do their thing is that really what you want Nietzsche <laughs> I think what he's saying is it, it, if you do spend too much time I mean a, a very a very simple layman's way of uh, doing that quote would be you are the company you keep I think well, I'm fucked with the two of you yeah yeah 
Yeah, sorry, bro. So, (laughs) obviously, if you are the company you keep, then the royal family are all pedophiles. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Worst of the Worst Pod and on Twitter at Worst of Worst Pod. And you can find us on anywhere podcasts are played.